We are going to the book of Mark, chapter 5, and we're going to read a few verses together. I'm also going to read a passage of scripture from the book of Psalm, chapter 56 as well, but this is Mark 5, 25. Y'all ready for the word? Anybody believe that the word of God can change your life forever? The flower fades, the grass withers, but the word of the Lord forever. The heavens and the earth will pass away, but your word will never pass away. Jesus asked the disciples in John 6, are you guys going to desert me? And the apostle Peter said, where could we go? Only you have the words of eternal life. And so we believe in the power of scripture around here. This is Mark chapter 5 verse 25. A woman in the crowd had suffered for 12 years with constant bleeding. She had suffered a great deal from many doctors and over the years she had spent everything she had to pay them but she had gotten no better in fact she had gotten worse she had heard about Jesus so she came up behind through the crowd and touched his robe for she thought to herself if I can just touch his robe I will be healed. Everyone say, I will be healed. Say it with some faith tonight. Come on, I will be healed. And immediately the bleeding stopped and she could feel in her body that she had been healed of her terrible condition. Jesus realized that once that healing power had gone out from him. So he turned around in the crowd and asked, who touched my robe? His disciples said, Jesus, look at this crowd. They're all pressing around you. They're all touching you. How can you ask who touched me? But he kept looking around to see who had done it. Then the frightened woman, trembling at the realization of what had happened to her, came and fell to her knees in front of him and told him what she had done. And he said to her, daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace. Your suffering is over. This is Psalm 56, verse 9. Psalm 56, verse 9. The very moment I call to you for a father's help, the tide of the battle turns. And my enemies flee. This one thing I know. God is on my side. God on my side. The, the tide of the battle turns. The Bible said in verse 26, she had gotten worse. She just kept getting worse and worse. So I want to preach from the subject reverse worse. Reverse worse. There's going to be a divine reversal this weekend at City Light Church. I know you've been getting worse and worse, but, but tonight, today, Jesus is going to reverse. Y'all ready for it? You believe that? Father, our hearts are open. We're hungry. We come for the bread of life. We're thirsty. We need the water of life. Feed us tonight till we can eat no more, I pray. Holy Spirit, have your way in this place. No one is here 
by accident. No one is watching this sermon by accident. No one is sitting in this church. No one is watching this YouTube. No one is listening to this podcast by accident. I believe you're going to reverse worse. In Jesus' name, and the whole church said amen. And amen and amen. Thank you, brother. Appreciate you. Appreciate the worship team. Beautiful tonight. This woman, we don't know her name. Uh, we don't know much about her. We do know that she was of Jewish descent because uh, when Jesus does heal her, he calls her daughter. So we, we know that much about her, but we really don't know anything else. Uh, but one day she wakes up and she begins to bleed. She begins her uh, normal monthly cycle. But after a few days, it doesn't stop. And after a few more days, it doesn't stop. And after a few weeks, it doesn't stop. And after a few months, it doesn't stop. All the ladies in here said, help her, Jesus. Help her, Jesus. Help her, Jesus. And weeks turn into months, and months turn into years. And now years turn into a decade, and now we find her 12 years since the affliction began, not getting any better. Doctors cannot help her. Uh, the prayers that she has prayed as a good Jewish girl have not changed her situation up to this point. She is now 12 years in need, 12 years in bondage to this sickness, 12 years in bondage to this pain, 12 years in bondage. She didn't plan it. She didn't expect it. She didn't believe for it. She didn't pray for it. This was not a part of her plan. And I do want to just stop for a moment because I think a lot of times in life people get into trouble and we can be so easily judgmental of their issue as if they wanted it to happen. No one wakes up and wants to be a drug addict. No one, no one wakes up and decides they want to be an alcoholic or, or get into an abusive relationship or... Or, or get into situations that are bigger than they didn't know they were going to end up. Like they didn't know they were going to, they, they didn't know they were going to lose that money. They didn't know they were going to get in trouble in that way. And so I think even before we go any further, I just want to remind all of us that there are moments of trouble, and when someone in your life is in trouble, uh, be very quick to drop the stone, not throw the stone, because I promise you they don't want to be in it, and the and. Probably the reason they're in denial about it is because of how much they hate it. And so they're trying to tell themselves that this thing doesn't really have power over them, though, though it does. Because tonight I'm not just talking about a physical issue that this woman had, but I would, I would dare to say most of us in the room are bleeding tonight. Yeah. Oh, and we cover it up. <laughs> we know how to put Christianese on it. How you doing? Oh, man, I'm blessed. You know, it's been a big season, but God is good. Uh, everything going, oh, it's so good. I mean, God's stretching me, but so good. I'm in church on a Friday night, just so good. I just so good. And, and your friend's looking at you and like, so good, it's so good. And you're both blinking because you're, you're actually trying to communicate, help me, help me, I'm bleeding. I'm bleeding. Uh, I'm bleeding. Yeah. She didn't get better. She got worse. 
This word worse is an interesting word. It means to begin a descent, a, a undesired result. Literally means to rot and to decay. And maybe you feel that way right now. Maybe, maybe that wasn't the plan, but if you really think about your faith tonight, it's, it's rotting. If you really think about your hope tonight, it's decaying. If you, if you really think about where your relationship is with your spouse, maybe, maybe it's getting worse and, and, you're, and you're not wanting to give in to that yet, but it's getting worse. It's rotting. It's decaying. It's on a, it's on a downward spiral. She had lost all of her money to doctors. She had lost her health and Maybe worst of all, she had lost her hope because in Bible days when you got sick, it was automatically assumed that it was the judgment of God, that you had done something in your life that had opened a door to the enemy. And so it wasn't just that she was sick, it was that she would have believed she was cursed. And I guess I, I got to say another thing right now, that when, when your friends are in trouble don't just assume they've done something wrong to get there. And when you're in trouble, don't just beat yourself up automatically and go, man, I must deserve this. This was, this was bad theology. This was bad thinking, but it's how they thought in that day that, man, if, if anything in at all is a challenge to my life, obviously God is against me. So let me just, again, stop really quick. If you're in a challenge tonight, God is not against you. If you're struggling with something tonight, God is not mad at you. If you, if you need a breakthrough tonight, you've come to the right place. God is not withholding from you. He wants to give to you, and, and, and he loves you tonight. He's not mad at you. The judgment of God was poured upon Jesus Christ on the cross. He no longer has it to give to you. I remember a young girl walking up to me one time when I was an intern director, this poor little sweet intern, she had the flu. And so as she told me she had the flu, I kind of took a step back. I said, praise God, are you okay? You know, <laughs> amen. I'm, I'm reaching out by faith, praise God. And then she goes, you know, I just, I just know God gave me this to teach me something. And I was like, oh, no, 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 no. No, God didn't give you the flu, girl. And uh, she was like, well, I just kind of feel like I deserve it. And I was like, no, you deserve hell. But if you're not getting that, you're definitely not getting the flu. Come on, somebody. Come on. If God saved your soul, then he can heal your body. God's not in the cursing business with his kids. Amen. But this woman would have believed that at this point. And that's what her friends would have believed. So anyone in her circle, anyone in her life would have just believed that she had done something wrong and she had made too many mistakes and for whatever reason she deserved this and for whatever reason God was teaching her something through this. Huh. And now she would have been in a cover-up. How sad. How sad to be struggling and lying. How sad to have massive issues that you want to deal with that every time you go out, you have to cover up to not let anybody know what's really going on in your life. Um, I want to tell you that this is a safe place. City Light is a safe place. This is not the perfect church for perfect people. This is the perfect church for messed up people, broken people, imperfect people. 
It would be impossible to, to start a church for perfect people because no one would be there because there are no perfect people. And maybe you feel like you've been covering up for a while, but I just, I just want to tell you, you're looking at a preacher who's bleeding tonight. You're sitting by someone who's bleeding tonight. You're, you're, you worship by someone. I mean, they were so spiritual, and they were shouting and clapping and praising, and they knew all the words to the song. They didn't even need the words on the screen. Their eyes were closed, and they knew all the earth will shout your praise, and you're going, they must really love Jesus. Can I just tell you, they're covered up just like you are. And they're believing God for a miracle just like you are. We're all bleeding. We're all in need of healing. We're all in need of a Savior. None of us have come here this week to thank God for a perfect life. We've come because we know we need a doctor. Oh, but it was time to have an encounter with Jesus that was going to reverse worse. So I've got good news for you. If that addiction's gotten worse, God can reverse worse. If the struggle has gotten worse, God can reverse worse. If the secrets are just getting worse, God can reverse worse. If the illness just seems to be getting worse, God can reverse worse. If the marriage just seems to be getting worse, God can reverse worse. If the unforgiveness is just getting worse, God can reverse worse. If the fear just seems to be getting worse and worse, God can reverse worse. If the sleepless nights are just getting worse and worse, God can reverse worse. Worse, we do not preach from the word of God to just find good principles. We believe that what happened then can happen today, that Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And he reversed worse in this text, and he can reverse worse in your life. Come on, can you say amen? amen. <laughs> He's reversing worse tonight. Now, I want to give you three things I see from the text that, that you're going to need to live with. You know... The, the way I teach and the way I preach is not to give you a one-time shot of faith that you hear it and then you forget about it and it's like, I'm going to give Jesus till midnight tonight to do something. And then what I, what I teach you are life principles that if, if, you, if you're 20 tonight, you're going to be doing this when you're 40. If you're 60 tonight, you're going to be doing this when you're 90. If you're 50 tonight, you're going to be doing this until the day you, you go on to be with the Lord. This isn't like we don't just give you, you know, one-shot little inspirations and, and hope it works. This is, like, this is like lifestyle stuff, okay, that I live by and that, and that I see in God's word. So here's the first thing you have to know if you want to reverse worse. You cannot separate your thinking from your hearing. Ay, ay, ay. You cannot separate your thinking from your hearing. She, she heard about Jesus. Next verse, and she thought to herself. Don't miss what I just did. She heard and she thought because your thoughts right now in your life are being birthed by what you decide to listen to consistently oh my god you cannot separate your thinking from your hearing 
I, I think that we should be broad in thought. I think that we should listen to a lot of different perspectives. I think that we should be educated, and I think that we should be uh, brilliant and not just live with our head in the sand, but at the same time, you have to be careful because there are just so many voices in our culture that are trying to speak to you. And every voice you let in is going to dilute the voice of the Holy Spirit. And every voice you let in is setting up your thinking. So you got to be careful. You got to be even careful with podcasts. You got to be careful even with TV shows. You got to be careful with how much you're letting in. You got to be, I feel like a youth pastor right now. You got to be even careful with how much music you allow into your life at any, at any certain time. Because I promise you, if you're struggling tonight in your thought life, it doesn't start with the thought. It actually starts one step before. It starts with the dominant voice in your life. She heard about Jesus and she thought to herself. She got a miracle thought because of the voice that she allowed in her life. If you're struggling with your faith tonight, I promise you, there's a voice in your life right now that you have to cancel. If you're struggling with, is God's word really God's word? I promise you, you're, you're, you're opening up your, your life to a voice that you need to shut out. If you're struggling tonight, is God really good? Does God really love me? I promise you there's a voice somewhere in your life that you're going to have to cancel. Because you cannot separate your thinking from your hearing. She heard about Jesus. This, this uh, phrase literally in the Greek language is, she heard the things concerning Jesus. She heard the noise around Jesus. In other words, she couldn't get to him because of the crowd. But as she's listening, she starts hearing, I can see. I, I can walk. My daughter is going to be healed, if you read the text about Jairus. Yeah, yeah. I can hear. My leprosy's gone. In other words, as the miracles were happening, she was hearing about what was going on concerning Jesus and around Jesus and the things of Jesus. So you've got to stay close enough to hear. And whatever you're hearing is setting up your thinking. And then your thinking is going to set up your belief system. It's going to set up your confession. It's going to set up your habits, and your habits are eventually going to determine your destiny. Ooh, that was a lot. Say it again, preacher. I can't listen to it this week. Faith comes, Romans 10, faith comes by hearing. Let me just fill you in. Doubt comes by hearing. Faith and doubt are constantly moving. But faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of the Lord. But doubt comes by hearing as well. It just depends what you decide to listen to. And whatever you're listening to is either building faith or building doubt and setting up the thought structure in your life. But she heard and then she thought or this Greek word is literally thought and spoke. So literally, she thought it and she said to herself, if I could just get to him. She's having, she's having a conversation within her own soul. If I could just get to him. She started talking to herself. 
You know, only crazy people do not talk to themselves. Only crazy people. I see you. Normal people talk to themselves. You, the, the voice, listen. Okay. The voice you listen to most is often your own voice. And the voice you're listening to most is the voice that will have authority in your life. So your own self-talk is very important. Now, I'm not talking about the secret. I'm not talking about, uh, I'm not talking about new age. I'm not talking about staring in the mirror going, you're a winner. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about... <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm talking about, and, I, and go for, have fun with that. Have fun with the law of attraction. But, I, but, I, but here's what I want to say. There's something much greater than a secret. It's not a secret. It's right here in the word of God. Yeah. And it's not the law of attraction. It's called the law of faith. <laughs> and when you speak God's word, powerful things happen. Okay. So, so the, the voice that I'm listening to the most is the voice that has authority in my life. I want to say it like this. The two voices that are going to be the struggle in your life, it's going to be either your voice or the enemy's voice. You go, what about God's voice? Usually God's voice is flowing through your voice when you're speaking God's word. I've never heard the audible voice of God, but I found a word that was for me, and then I said it, and then that word became God's audible voice in my life. This is deep to, okay, this is deep this weekend, hello. Welcome to church. So, so Revelation 12 says, the enemy is the accuser of the brethren, the slanderer, the gossiper of the brethren. All the enemy is doing is slandering the people of God, accusing the people of God. It's all he does. Night and day, all he does is he tells you you're not enough. You cannot do it. You'll never make it. You'll never get better. You will get worse. Don't even try. Why would you even be here on a Friday night? Why would you even take the time? You're ne it's never going to get better. Why would you all even pray? Why would you even go to counseling? Why would you even believe God? Well, how dare you tithe? Why would you even do those things? And all he's doing is constantly accusing. And not only is he accusing you to God, but he's accusing God to you. Because the brethren starts with our elder brother, Romans 8. His name is Jesus. Huh. So the enemy is constantly slandering Jesus to you. The cross is not enough. He does not love you. He is not for you. He's given up on you. This is what the enemy's saying. He loves everyone else in the room but you. He has a plan for everyone else but you. He wants to help everyone else but you. And he's constantly slandering. He's slandering you to God and he's slandering God to you. And this is what he constantly does. And you go, how do I silence the voice of the enemy with your voice? So David, Psalm 103, has to talk to himself. And he goes, so... Soul, mind, will, and emotion. Soul, the very core of who you are. Soul, bless the Lord, oh my soul. You have no choice. I'm making you. We don't even realize how kooky that is, huh? Because we, bless the Lord, oh my soul. I love that red man. Oh, my soul. You got to think about what he's doing. He's commanding 
the very core of who he is. And then he goes, and Saul, don't forget the benefits of God. He heals your disease. He forgives your sin. He pulls you out of the miry clay. He separates your sin as far as the east is from the west. And he has to start talking to himself because if he doesn't talk, the devil's gonna talk. If you don't roar, the devil's gonna roar. If you don't speak, the devil's gonna speak. So you gotta talk. And, and, and what I'm listening to, what I'm hearing is setting up my thinking. And my thinking is setting up my overall confession of life and my habits and my destiny. Number two, your proximity matters. See, I could have just preached that hard and then let y'all go home, but I got to pastor you. Amen. I got to give you the whole word, not just get you on your feet and go, all right, God bless, you know. <laughs> Because I don't know if you're going to shout on this one. Your proximity matters. Your proximity matters. She was, she was close enough to hear about him. But she said, I don't want to just be close enough to hear about him. I want to be close enough to touch him. Uh, my, my proximity matters. I want to get close this year, 2020. I don't want to just hear about God. I thank God for what he's doing in every other church and every other city in America. But I want to get so close to God that I don't just hear about what God is doing somewhere else. I want to get in the proximity of Jesus. I want to figure out what Jesus is doing in our city. And then I want to get so close to it that it happens in our church. My, my proximity matters. I want to go all in. I want to, I'm ready to break through the crowds. I'm ready to not just hear about what God is doing. I want to be a part of what God's doing. I don't want to just hear the voice of God. I want to touch God. I want to grab a hold of God. This is why church is so important. I'm so proud of you for coming out on a Friday night. I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of you. This is amazing. It's amazing that this many people would come out on a Friday night because it matters. Because your proximity matters. Yes. That's why friends matter. That's why you got to have some good friends. I talked about this a couple weeks ago with Nahum who got mad at the prophet and tried to leave church. Yeah? I can't believe that pastor would do I can't believe he did I can't. And he needed some good friends to go, oh, sir, come on, come on, come on, dog. This is a good place for you. Don't leave over that. Don't leave because it took too long for your kids to get sick. Don't leave. Don't leave because, because you had to sit in overflow. Don't leave. Don't leave. Don't leave. Don't leave. Don't leave because the music's loud. Don't leave. Don't leave. Don't, don't leave because Jabin made that inappropriate joke. Don't leave. Don't leave. Don't leave. This is a good place. Amen. You got to have some good. Come on, somebody. You got to have some good friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to have some good friends. You got to. That's why your friends matter. That's why going to church matters. Because your atmosphere matters. She knew she had to get closer. Can I remind you that it is easier to get in a fight at a bar than at the library? It's easier to lust at the club than in a small group. <laughs> I didn't say it's impossible, but it's easier. You might be in that small group, someone's super fine there, and you're like, let's study the scripture together at the club. <laughs> And it's easier to get a miracle on a Friday night in church 
on a Sunday morning in church than sitting at home going, well, there's gonna be a lot of traffic. I don't know if I wanna go out. No, 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 no. Your proximity matters. Come on, somebody, say amen to this preacher. It matters. Not saying you can't get a miracle at home. I'm just saying it's easier. My pastor, Jensen Franklin, says it like this. said, Jabin, there's some things God only does in church. He just decided, I only do that in my house. Where two or three are gathered, there I am in the midst. One sends a thousand a flight. Two, not two thousand, ten thousand. I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God, David said, Psalm 84. Basically what he said is, I'd rather be a janitor in the house of my God than dwell in the house of the wicked. Because David knew there was power in God's house. Your proximity matters. Right people, right place, right time, it happens. In the right proximity, she had to get around the right people to hear the right word. She had to, she had to get around the right people to hear about Jesus. She had to get around the right people to start talking herself into a miracle. She had to get around the right atmosphere, the right proximity to receive from heaven. She had to get in the proximity of an immediately. She had to get in the proximity of a suddenly. She had to get close at 12 years of trying got her nowhere, only worse. But one second in the right place got her a suddenly. Proximity matters. You gotta get in the proximity of an immediately, immediately the blood stopped flowing. Suddenly the blood stopped flowing. You gotta get in the proximity. That's why I come to church every time I can come to church. You go, we got the preacher. No, I used to go to church before I was the preacher. Hello? We go to church all the time. Doors were open, we were in church. Wednesday night prayer meeting, let's go. Sunday night revival, let's go. Guest speaker on a Monday night, sure, why not? Sunday morning church, let's go. We were in church all the time. Because you never know when you're going to get in the proximity of a suddenly. But I know the suddenly isn't going to happen watching Netflix. I know the... I know the... I know this suddenly is not going to happen just out doing whatever I'm going to do on a Friday night on the strip. No judgment. I don't care what you do tonight after church. It's between you and God. But I'm just telling you, you got to get in the proximity of the suddenly. So we just show up all the time. We just be in church all the time. We just gather because it matters. Because your proximity matters. She got in the proximity of a suddenly, the proximity of an immediately. And I want you to catch this. Psalm 133 says this, that the anointing of God, what is the anointing of God? It's the power of God. It's the oil of God. It's the flow of God. It's the touch of God. The Bible says in Psalm 133 that the anointing oil of God, the Holy, the Spirit of God flows from the top and it goes all the way down to the very bottom of the robe. And I want you to catch what she did. She got low enough to get to the anointing. Uh-huh. See, she was already in a downward spiral. What do you do when you're already at the bottom? You even go lower. <laughs> what do you do when it just seems like it's getting worse? You go low. 
What is it? What do I do when it just seems like I've gone lower and lower? And you humble yourself. Because you can be at the bottom of a pit still full of pride. You, you could be down and out, but acting like you're all that. Putting it up for the gram, putting it up for. So she had to humble herself. She was, she was already low. She was already in a, in a descent, that word worse means. So she got even lower. Because the Bible said that she could not get to the crowd. So she got under, hear me, she got under the anointing. This isn't for everybody, but a lot of you want to be anointed, but you want to go face to face with the anointing. You don't go above the anointing, you get under the anointing. I'm not talking about me right now, I'm talking about you and God and getting a touch. You want God to use your life, you got to go under the anointing. You want God to really touch your life, you got to go low. You want God to use you. In, I'm not talking about just being a preacher. I'm talking about you want God to use your life. You're going to have to learn how to get under the anointing, how to, how to get under the presence of God, how to hide under the presence of God. She said, I'm not going to get to Jesus like everybody else is trying to get to Jesus because they ain't getting nothing from Jesus. So I'm going to go low. So she got on her hands and knees, started crawling underneath the legs and grabbed the very edge of his garment And she was totally undignified in this moment. And a lot of us want miracles and our dignity. Come on, let's lift our voice and pray. God knows what I need. Come on, let's all lift our hands. I don't have to lift my hands. No, you don't have to. You don't. No one's ever going to pull a gun on you in this church and go lift your hands. <laughs> Our security's never going to pull out a taser and zzz, zzz, lift your <laughs> Come on, we're going to bring our whole tithe into the storehouse. God knows I'm generous. And you want, you want miracles with dignity. <laughs> and she had to get undignified. She had to get on her hands and knees. She had to get dirty. She had to get messy. She had to, she, had to, she had to break all the rules and get to Jesus. And a lot of you, it's like, I want what Jesus has for me, and I want the anointing, but I want it at my level. And God says, you don't get it at your level. You've got to go low. You've got to humble yourself. You've got to be undignified. That's why I'm always so careful about when people really praise God in our church and they get a little crazy, that we don't just like shut them up. And there are some days that I feel like, you know what, I think that person's probably just doing it for attention. But a lot of times, I never, I'm not quick to just be like, whoa, they're being really loud. We should shut them up. Because I don't know if they're just getting under the anointing. So don't get nervous when someone really starts going after God in church. Oh, I wonder what, well, that was a little bit, was a little bit boisterous. You don't know what they need. You don't know that they've been struggling for 12 years. You don't know that they really need a miracle. You don't know that they're finally feeling the presence of the Lord in a church service. And they go, I got to go after God right now. I know this don't make you uncomfortable, but hallelujah. I know it's going to freak you out, but God, I need you. I know this don't make you feel a little weird, but I got to clap and shout and praise God. And instead of you staring at them, why don't you join them? 
Because if one person's doing it, it might be a little weird. By the way, I feel that all the time. But if everyone goes, whoa, they're really going after it. They must need a miracle. Let's join in with them so that they don't have to be all alone in it. You want to bow? I'll bow with you. You want to jump? I'll jump with you. You want to clap? I'll clap with you. You want to shout? I'll shout with you. You need to cry? I'll cry with you. You need somebody to talk to? I'll talk with you. I don't let you struggle alone, girl. Let's go to Jesus together. I feel a breakthrough in the house. I don't know who I'm talking to. She got under the anointing, under the influence. She got undignified. She got a breakthrough. And the worst started being reversed. Lastly, I got to give you this last one. You got to break the right rules. Yes. You got to break the right rules. Uh, rules. We all have rules. Stuff we're told we can't do. Well, you're white. You can't vote that way. Well, you're black. You can't vote that way. Uh-huh. Rules. Rules. Hey, we're in church. You can't do Rules. You gonna you can go to that white man's church? You gonna let a white man preach to you? You gonna go? Well, you're gonna go to that Mexican's church? He's a little boisterous over there. It's a little bit. I know. Rules. Rules. Wow, they got all these lights going. Like, what are they? What is this? A club? What? Are, why they gotta have all that? What do they gotta have smoke for? What rules? I really just makes you do a lot of stuff. He talks about money a lot. I mean, he's really talking about money. Rules. You got rules. You, you, you got rules right now that people are trying to put on you. Culture's trying to put on you. Society's trying to put on you. Rules about your skin color. Rules about how you're supposed to believe. Rules about how much you're really supposed to give to God. Rules about your, your family tree. Hey, in our family, we, Rules. Well, you know, all the women in our family get breast cancer. That's a rule. Well, you know, we all get divorced and we all try to figure out rules. You're you going to go to church on a Friday, on a Friday night? D- does your preacher not know his Super Bowl Sunday? Rules. Like you tithe, like 10%, 10% of your income? Of your hard-earned money, you rules. So you're te- you're telling me that you serve. You're telling me that you go out there and you park cars, and and you help people find spot. Do they pay you? Do they tip you? No, no. We do it for the Lord. You just do that for you. Just they ain't gonna pay you. Where's all that money going? I mean, I know they gotta be bringing that money. I heard that preacher got a private jet. What did they tell? Rules. I don't rules. 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 My private jet's called Southwest Airlines. Amen. Rules. 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 
and pe people try to put rules on and you got to learn how to break the right rules. See, she was ceremonially unclean according to the book of Leviticus. In other words, she could not go out in public. She was not to touch other people or make them unclean. She was not to touch men and she was not to touch rabbis. But she knew to break the right rules. Why you're going to that church? I, you know, he's kind of like into prosperity and like rules. Would you like me to stay broke and believe for poverty? Is that what, is that what you're afraid of? Rules. Do they like speak in tongues over there? It's like a cult or rules. There are people don't even know what tongues is and they're, they like speaking tongues? Rules. And you got to learn how to break the, I don't know, I'm preaching to all y'all right now. I can hear your friends talking to you right now. Rules. And isn't it amazing that it would not be weird to anybody in your world to spend Friday night at the club tonight, go get a table, spend hundreds of dollars on bottle service, thousands of dollars on bottle service, and it would be absolutely celebrated. But tonight, if you get on the gram and you go, I'm in church on a Friday night, rules. On a Friday? Like, are you like all weird now? Are you like all religious now? <laughs> rules and you better learn you better learn how to break the right rules well in our family we don't no, rules I'm gonna break this rule over my life well you know we're all angry at rules well we're all unfaithful you know it's just the men in our family you know we just have a big desire to do. rules uh 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 no 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 rules are you gonna believe God to prosper you like you're gonna try to go to college you're gonna try to get your rules and, and haters are not haters because they hate you. They just don't have exposure. And so you don't, so, so don't be mean to them. Don't be ugly to them. You just got to learn how to break the right rules. You're going to go to this financial peace thing, this Dave Ramsey thing? They're going to charge you to talk about your money? <laughs> rules. You know what you do? Smile back. You know, it's actually not my money. It's God's money. I'm stewarding it, and I want to do a better job. So I'm going to break the rules. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I moved to this city, I had two pastors call me, and they said, you cannot plant a church on the west side. People will not come. Rules. And then they went, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, don't come to our side of town because we already are here, so you don't need to come over here either. Rules. So you know what I did? I started church on the west side of town. And then three weeks ago, <laughs> I had to go break a few rules. I, I know I'm spiritual, but I'm also kind of petty. I had to go break some rules because I, re I refuse to let religious, small thinking that is not obsessed with 2.2 million people that need Jesus try to pull rules on what we want to do. Rules. 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 You got to learn how to break the right rules. Stop. I'm hearing, I'm hearing chatter from the front row. Stop it. Rules. You got to learn how to break the right rules. Yeah. Yeah. Got to learn how to think beyond the rules. See, I'm calling them rules, but... The Apostle Paul in 2 Corinthians 10 would call them strongholds. 
I preached on this. I preached on this before, so I won't re-preach it. But a stronghold is a is a strong place. It is a a, a a safe place that you build so that when you're in the fight, you can hide in it and get protection. But the problem is, we build these unholy, demonic strongholds, places of safety that keep us safe in our own dysfunction, and we stay in our rules. And so we stay bound and we stay thinking small and we stay out of faith and we, and we never believe God for more and we stay in our little strong place, our little stronghold. We stay in our rules. But the Bible says we can pull down these strongholds. The Bible says the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God for the pulling down of strongholds, for the rule breaking. So she goes, I know it's against the rules to be out here in public, and I know it's against the rules to touch this crowd, and I know it's against the rules to touch that rabbi, but, but I've been following these rules, and it's just gotten me worse. The rules of our culture are just destroying my soul. I need to break the rules. That's why, that's why when she gets healed and Jesus said, who touched me, she was afraid. She was afraid because she knew she just broke the rules. But he goes, daughter... Don't be afraid. You broke the right rules. <laughs> you just got to learn how to break the right rules. There's, there's rules on me as an Hispanic. There's rules on me as a white person. There's rules on you as a black person. There's rules on you as an Asian person. There's just rules. There's rules on you because of your last name and because of where you've come from. And some are set up by your family. They're just, they're, they're, they're just ingrained and some are unconscious. They just kind of happen. But you've got to learn how to break the right rules and say, I'm, I'm going to honor where I come from and I'm going to thank God for my history. I just refuse to let it limit my future. I'm going to break the right rule. Come on, somebody. Do I have any rule breakers in the house? I think that's why you're here. You know, you're breaking the rules. It's Sin City. It's a Friday night, but you're in the house of God lifting up the name of Jesus. I'm preaching to a lot of rule breakers tonight that are breaking the rules of their generation and their culture and saying, I'm going to do things a little different in my life. I'm not judging what anybody else is doing. But I know where the Holy Spirit's taking me and I'm going to have to break some cultural rules, some norms. I'm going to break the right rules. Wow. And when she did it, Jesus reversed worse. And in Jesus' name, I declare a reversing. I declare that the tide of the battle is turning for you. And you will never be the same in Jesus' name. Amen. amen. And amen. Come on, clap your hands and give God praise tonight. Come on.